This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome to an opening day edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, and we are in the booth at Progressive Field, joined by Paul Hoynes, our Tribe beat writer, on opening day, the home opener, the Indians victorious 5-3 to three over the Chicago White Sox. Paul, it, uh, it wasn't easy, but the, the Indians got the job done for the third year in a row, winning their opener. Yeah, that was, uh, you know, it looked like uh, Clevenger was so good. Mike Clevenger was so good for seven innings when they scored that one run in the sixth. It looked like that might hold up, and uh, but it didn't. The bullpen uh, turned a one nothing lead into a 3 nothing, uh you know, deficit. And the Indians rallied in the eighth inning to uh, to win it. So it was good to see, I think, you know, after those three games in Minnesota where you know, everything that could go wrong kind of did go wrong, and they were lucky to get out of there with a win. Um, you know, they did some, they got some breaks, but they, you know, they kind of forced the issue too. So it was, it was a good win. Yeah, it, it, we mentioned, you know, Chicago really didn't play great defense. They gifted the Indians some opportunities, and the Indians took advantage of those opportunities, like you said. But uh, you know, let's start with Clevenger because he he really was the storyline for the majority of that game. Uh, I didn't give up a hit until I believe the fifth inning, right? Uh, and you know we're looking at that going. He's he looked like he was just chucking the ball. He's ninety-seven miles an hour was his top velo, uh, averaging about 90, 94, 95 on on his fastball, and and he's he's all about it, man. He he knows he's. You could just see the confidence coming off of him in the post game talking to him. He's 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 excited. He didn't get the win today, yeah. but he knows that that if he pitches like that all season long, man, he's going to be doing some good things. Yeah, like uh, you know, like you said, Joe. I mean, and it was weird. He he, you know, he threw like only like fifty eight, fifty nine percent of his pitches for strikes, and in and in a game like that where you dominate like that, uh, you know, if he had been a little more efficient, maybe right. he goes the whole way. But uh, still, I mean, this is a guy like almost on the cusp of. You know, kind of taking that next step, uh, maybe to be a, a number one, number two kind of guy. I, I, you know, I, on this staff, there's not a lot of room to. Uh, right, right. You know, it's tough to push uh, Kluber and Bauer out of the way and Carrasco even. But he, you know, this guy's throwing 97 miles an hour, like you said. He took advantage of the elements today. It was 37 degrees. It was the wind was blowing. It was it was a tough day. Nobody wants to hit, hit on a day like that. And he just went with fastballs, and uh, he really was aggressive. Uh, and I I think you know, last year what 200 innings, 200 strikeouts for the first time, and uh, this year. You know who knows? I think he's right on the same path. Yeah, and, and and Francona said Tito Francona said after the after the game, you know he or actually he said before the game he, he talked about Mike Clevenger's improvement from last year. He took that big step last year, and he says he could take, he could take a big step again this year, and and that's 
gosh, if, if he takes a big step, that, that really solidifies that rotation uh, and, and gives it a lot of uh, length and depth there. Uh, let, let's talk about the offense. It was the big you know, subject coming out of the weekend series. Uh, 39 strikeouts and 81 at bats. Uh, it was it was not good uh, today. Eight hits and you know they got some big hits in in places where they needed them. Uh, Max Moroff, Jake Bowers, Jake Bowers getting a hit off a left-handed pitcher in, in Jace Fry. Uh, Max Moroff coming in first pitch, uh, rifling one to to left field to tie the score at three uh, three. These are guys who you know. In, in the way that this season was set up now, because of all the moves and all the transactions and everything, these are the guys that had to come through, and in this case, they they, they did today. Yeah, that was good to see. Uh, you know, especially Bowers. I think he's been struggling a little bit. Uh, you know, and uh, he drove that ball and went went the opposite way uh, in the left center field, and uh, you know, like you said, against a lefty too. So, uh, well, and, and Francona didn't didn't pull him there, and he could have. He could have. He had Greg Allen sitting on the bench. It's the eighth inning. Right. That's a spot where you go with Greg Allen if yeah. you want to. And and Tito said that he sort of didn't want to play his hand too early. Yeah, and you know then you know the the Moroff uh, comes comes in gets a big hit and uh, it's got to do him a lot of conf- uh, his confidence good. Or it's, you know it's it's got to help his confidence. You know he's a new guy on on this team coming over from Pittsburgh. Uh, I think that'll help him and. Uh, you know, then you know. I think they only struck out six times today. After you only. know, like yeah, only after after striking out thirteen times for the in each of the first three games of the season, and the the two, final two runs of that inning come on bases loaded walk. So right. you know, from uh, Perez and uh, Greg Allen. So you see a little uh, a little more plate discipline there, even on a tough day like it was. Carlos Santana continues to 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 come up with big hits. He had an RBI. Uh, drove in the first Indians run. Uh, first, let's mention Leonis Martin on base a couple of times today. Uh, big emotional day for him coming back uh, to the ballpark. You know, he only played a couple of games here last year, but you know the support that he got was important. And then for for Carlos Santana to just keep things going. Yeah. This is this is a this is a totally different Santana than we're used to seeing in April. Yeah, you know, and uh, you know, I thought you know in in the first inning, you know, Martin gets the gets the uh, double to start the game. You know, and uh, uh, then uh, Ramirez uh, singles, and then uh, you know Santana's got a chance to drive him in and strikes out. But then, you know, in in the sixth inning, you know Ramirez doubles again, and and with two outs, Santana comes through to gets the RBI, puts him up early. That's what I think his uh, fourth RBI in the last two games. Mm-hmm. He went four for four uh, Sunday, so uh, you know maybe you know this is this is perhaps. You know, this is uh, his year. I mean, not year, but maybe he breaks the norm a little bit mm-hmm. out from, you know, his, his like, uh, you know, 240, 25 home runs, 80 RBIs. Maybe there's there's something more in the tank there. Well, and you know, he's just carrying sort of that momentum and that excitement over from he had 20-some hits in spring training. Which yeah, is 25 hits. 25 hits, that's unheard of. I mean, for... For a veteran guy like him to a play that much in spring training, he he just wanted to be out there and was loving it, and it it really just shows. It it, it was really excellent to see that. Uh, now, Jose Ramirez, we saw, yeah, uh, he he got a got a base hit, you know, hit another ball that 
probably would have been on the street on East Ninth <laughs> in uh, on a warm July day. Yeah, that that wind he, knocked it down, boy. He hit it right into the wind. Yeah, that that's that's tough. But you know there. It, and we'll find out in the morning, we'll find out sometime Tuesday what the prognosis on Francisco Lindor is. So, hey, after after a weekend of feeling sort of down about the offense and everything, uh, this was this was something that they definitely needed. Yeah, I, I like the way uh, Ramirez swaying a bat today. And you kind of could see it coming a little bit on Sunday in Minneapolis. He drew a walk. He got a, like a... Ten hopper through the right side for a single, and you know today, you know he get, he hits the ball hard like three times. Uh, you know he, the the double was kind of a gift. He went out of the left fielders. Uh, him and as his glove, he had it and it dropped it. But still, he, you know he was driving the ball. And he was he was going the opposite way, and I think you're starting to see. You know Jose Ramirez. You know we're not mm-hmm. not the guy that went into the tank last year at the end of the season. Not the guy who started slowly in the first three games. You're starting to see the real guy here. Uh, so, like we mentioned, uh, the third consecutive home opener that the Indians are are able to come away with a win. Uh, any other just impressions of the of the day from from this? Uh, it, it was it was it was really neat to see. The ballpark full, everybody excited, even though it was a crummy weather day. Uh, I think things worked out pretty pretty good for the, the ball club today. Yeah, you know, I, we, I, we were talking to Max Moroff after the game, and uh, he, he was saying that uh, he, he was really pumped when he went up to the, up to the plate in the mm-hmm. eighth inning. He couldn't hear his walk-up music. Couldn't hear his walk-up music. Because the crowd was so loud. Mm-hmm. And to hear, you know, this guy, I mean, he's played parts of, what, two or three seasons with mm-hmm. the Pirates. So he's been in the big leagues a little bit. That was kind of neat, you know. That was, a, that was a, what uh, Clevenger said, you know. Mm-hmm. What Clevenger was saying um, after, after the, like, he got taken out of the game. He's in the clubhouse with the club. He's watching the rally in the ninth in, or in the eighth inning. And he said, this is how we played in 2016. Mm-hmm. You know, this is how we, we came back. We had to, you know, it wasn't always easy. We, we lost the lead. We gained it back. And, uh, you know, so maybe th- this team is trying, starting to develop a little personality. And, mm-hmm. and, and that, that always helps. And, you know, and it'll help even more if you get Lindor back right. and, and, and Kipnis. And maybe you bring up uh, Carlos Gonzalez, who, you know, Tito said uh, is going is reporting to uh, Columbus this week and he'll, he'll play a game on Thursday. You know, you've got Cameron Maven down there. You've got uh, Ryan, Fra- uh, Ryan uh, Flaherty. Flaherty. So, uh, you know, they've got some guys that, that could help them maybe. And go back to something that uh, Clevenger said. He had, a, he had a big smile on his face in that post game and, he said, "This is tribe baseball." Yeah, right. He, he said, "That was great." He, just to hear to hear one of the guys in the in on the on the roster. He, this is tribe baseball. Mm-hmm. Baseball players don't don't talk yeah. like that. Yeah. They don't they don't care about that guy. Mm-hmm. This is that that they're taking on that personality. Yeah, and and it's great to see uh, uh, because yeah, like like we were we were talking. You know, if the, if the White Sox don't sort of gift wrap some of those runs for you. This game goes a totally different direction, and this conversation that we're having yeah. is is much different. It is much more somber, but uh, you know, hey, it's the home opener magic, man. They they <laughs> they came through with that, and you know, it, you look forward to Wednesday's game now instead of you know, oh oh gosh, what's going to happen? Uh, you know, just spinning it forward the next couple of days. Uh, Lindor went to uh, Green Bay to talk to 
the expert. Yeah, Robert Anderson. Robert Dr. Anderson, Robert the, Anderson. The, the ankle expert. Yeah. Is he the, the guy who looked at Brantley as well? Or You know, I, that's what I've heard, but okay. I, I, I haven't confirmed that. Yeah. Uh, so he's getting that checked out. It's the second opinion, and we'll find out uh, hopefully around noon on Tuesday what the prognosis is for Lindor. Uh, you know, who knows which, which direction that could go. That, that, that's going to have a lot to do with, uh, you know, the next couple of weeks and months yeah. with these guys. And you can't forget, he's still coming back from the calf injury. Calf I think injury. he's well, got that behind him. I yeah. would think that's – but now this new injury, so, you know, so this is obviously a setback, and we just don't know how serious this setback. Right. Uh, so we've got, uh, I believe, Corey Kluber going for the Indians on, uh, on yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, he's coming back on – you know, they're, they're skipping Bieber. Mm-hmm. Bieber's probably going to pitch uh, – this coming weekend, either Saturday or Sunday against Toronto, I think that's when his day falls. It, it depends if they want to give Clevenger an extra day or not. If uh, right. if Clevenger goes on his regular turn, I think he starts Saturday, and Bieber will go Sunday. All right. Well, looking forward to getting back into it. Hey, this is this is great. We're back home. <laughs> Games every other night. This is yeah, this, this is what is we've been waiting for, man. This yeah. is great. I, I'm excited. This uh, looking forward to the the rest of the season. All right, Paul. I'll wrap it up here from the. Uh, Press box at Progressive Field. We'll look forward to uh, uh, getting back with you guys uh, again later on this week. Another edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk Podcast.